0: Minecrafters, and welcome to another exciting Minecraft discussion. This is Kimberly Quinn, and I am so thrilled to be here this afternoon to have this important discussion about, you know, loving yourself into being whole and complete, loving yourself into wholeness. And I have to tell you, I, I just barely got back from a, a two-day conference for the Vermont Uh, women in leadership where I was a keynote and it's just, wow, just a wonderful uh, whole room full of power women. And it was just great. I have to tell you the main, the main theme of, of my, of my talk was, you know, it was about practicing self-care It's called hashtag, you know, self-care is not selfish. And really a lot of the talk was about, you know, I asked the women, you know, what gets, what gets in the way of us taking care of ourselves? What gets in the way of us prioritizing, our own you know mental, physical, spiritual, health, emotional health, and you know and, and and actually, you know, doing things that make our heart sing. And so, of course, you know, I had them shout out and it was kids, families, partners, time in general, work stuff, school stuff, all that, and, and really, and, and that was all all that's true and valid. Um, but the thing is the main the main thing keeping us from from taking care of ourselves and loving ourselves, is is our own sort of wherever we are with acknowledging our own self-value. That's really what it's about. The rest falls into place once we get back in our frames and, and we're valuing ourselves, living in that, sort of residing in that place of authenticity again. It all comes down to valuing ourselves or whether we feel worthy of bringing more goodness into our lives. And I also want to do a shout out to Sarah Bon brednick I love her, her daily her – daily, It's uh, she's the author, sorry. She's the author, author of Simple Abundance, A Day Book of Comfort and Joy. And I – back in my – I think it was my 30s. I just read this religiously every day because it gave me such a lift. And so even though I was wrapped up in that today anyway, I just sat down this minute to put my feet up and kind of dive into something. And lo and behold, the universe opened it right up to the same topic that I was immersed in all day. And uh, she starts out with a, um, a quote by Amy Tan, and it says, "I did not lose myself all at once. I rubbed out my face over the years, washing away my pain, the same way carvings on stone are worn down by water." Wow, this is so powerful. And, you know, part of my talk was about doing framework, and I've done another. I think it was actually Minecraft YouTube, maybe. But how we are born, we're born into this world, all of us, all of us, no matter how much money you have, what color your skin is. Whether you grew up in an urban or rural, or your parents grew up in an urban or rural environment, whatever, we are all brought into this world inside of our own frames, or all little baby frames with authenticity and authentic power and self value. In these little frames that kind of surround us, we are brought into this world with this feeling of original worthiness. And somewhere along the line, we, you know, receive messages from the world that were not enough. And obviously. You know, if you had any kind of dysfunction in your in your family, um, any kind of shameful messages, and definitely trauma—we're yanked out of our train, our frames with trauma as well. And today's talk also was specifically for women, so this talk now is for everybody. I'll just add in though that you know we as women are definitely conditioned to caretake, you know, outside of ourselves, and not so much caretake on the inside. And, you know, kind of being everybody's everything all the time and making it look easy. And so it's just it's very important to realize this this like, you know, um, invisible frame around us. And when we get yanked out of it and we're in everybody else's frames looking for external approval and we're people pleasing and rescuing to have this awareness that the only way we are going to be whole and complete and return to our authentic power is to jump back into our own frame where the only approval that matters is our own. And Sarah continues, she says, uh, Life batters us, whether we are rich or poor, public or private. The wound we suffer may be an open cut or a slow, silent hemorrhage of the soul. On the outside, we may may look as if we've got our act together, but each of us encounters those dark, stormy days when we feel very small, very fragile, and very frightened, as if we might shatter into a thousand pieces and break into heart, rending sobs. It's something as simple as, how are you? Really can't imagine there isn't a human being, at least at a certain age, um, definitely in midlife, who hasn't experienced fragility and putting up, you know, armoring up, as Brene Brown would say, against vulnerability because that just seems too scary and it seems weak and it seems too too risky, even though vulnerability, of course, is really what we need because when we do risk, you know, you know, putting out our story is well. also Brene Brown, I was talking about the courage, putting it, you know, sharing our stories without, um, any concern about how they're going to be received when we really need that. We need that authenticity, that vulnerability to bring strength back to us. Ironically, this is when we're, we're pulled away from what we need most because we're just feeling too fragile and too exposed to do so. You know, when, when we're in this place, which often involves shame, right? When we're in shame, which I, I say that because at least for me, when I've been in shame, it feels like I'm in quicksand. And the more I try to struggle and beat it by myself, it's like the more I get I get sucked in, it just feels like that. I, it's actually visceral for me, like right around my chest. And, of course, she, uh, shame is that feeling of being, you know, defective and flawed and not enough and something's a matter with me. And when when we're in this sort of breakable place, it's just so important to seek out higher ground, seek out that safe person that can actually throw you a rope, you know, and help you to pull out of that quicksand. And then also Sarah Bonbredneck also says, when this happens, we're in this place, we have to be kind to ourselves, not beat ourselves up, leave that to the rest of the world. Our feelings are valid, our fears are very real, even though they're probably not based on reality. Always remember that the best description of fear Is false evidence appearing real? Man, I love that. No, And and it's often when we're in this fragile place, this place where we're in shame, this place where we're feeling vulnerable and exposed and maybe, and she says very small. Sarah Brown-Bretland uses the word very small. We're feeling very small. That is shame. We're feeling flawed, defective, not enough in some kind of way. And she, or when she uh, mentions, you know, uh, fear as being false evidence appearing real, you know, we're in this place with all this, all this other negative emotion going on, as if all that is enough, shame in and of itself is the most excruciating emotion a human being can handle, never mind the vulnerability, the all the rest of it that just accompanies it. Also, if that isn't enough, that's usually when anxiety says, hey, let me join the party, right? Because anxiety is is most often based in fear. And then we're not realizing in that minute that these like picture like a little kid blowing bubbles, these anxiety bubbles are just, just everywhere. Just, you know, and we, we don't, we often lose lose sight of the fact that we can pop them or ignore them. And it, and these, these feelings turn into facts. At least we perceive these feelings to be facts. Feelings are not facts, but when we're already in a sort of a compromised emotional position, when we're feeling, you know, um, like we don't have a lot of control, it's very easy to then take on, the anxiety that just joined the party. And then Sarah says, you know, when these occasions occur in your life, recall that your first duty is to love yourself into wholeness. Wow. This is amazing. I'm, I'm reading this now, which is after my talk and which went so well today. Oh my gosh. I just love the audience so much. Um, we're talking about how it is our number one job to keep ourselves filled up. And then I put my dear friend over on, of course, for about just a one minute, uh, brief little video. And my dear friend Oprah, she's not aware of this relationship, but I absolutely adore her. And she talked about fill yourself up, keep yourself filled up to the top and overflowing. She said it's our number one job. We cannot give what we do not have. We've got to keep ourselves filled up. And she says she's, you know, says that out in the world of people and every once in a while somebody will say, "Oh, you're so full of yourself, you're so full of yourself." Mm mm mm. And she says, "Yeah, you know I am. I am very full of myself, and because of it, I've got so much to give the world because my cup runneth over. When the well is dry, we've got nothing to give. When we're overflowing, we've got everything to give. And she says, by pampering yourself with simple pleasures and small indulgences. Oh, sorry. She says, how do you do this then? By pampering yourself with simple pleasures and small indulgences. By treating yourself like the baby you are right now. Could you bring home home something wonderful for dinner tonight, for Chinese or Indian carryout? Could you treat yourself to some of the potted daffodils or tulips that are appearing in the shops about now? Because currently it's March, right? Could you take the afternoon off and sneak into a matinee? Imagine that. We were actually talking this morning about how difficult it is. And it can be for anybody because my my male listeners, certainly this includes you too, of course. It's just that I think there is a definite thing with women people being conditioned from the ground up to do some extra caretaking and how difficult it can be for us to disappear and go to a matinee or just difficult to buy a pair of new jeans, especially if you've got small kids at home. We just, it's just this wiring that we've just developed, you know, we've just developed. Um, And she says, if you can't disappear to the matinee, could you bring home some videos? Of course that's changed. Now we have Netflix and then make a big bowl of popcorn. Why not delight in an ice cream cone for lunch? taking into taking it to a park to bask in the sunshine and hear the birds singing. What about saying no to the next request for you to do something? Now that is huge. Of course, we talked about that today with the boundary setting, because no can be a very difficult thing for some people to say when they're newly on the path to authenticity, newly on the path to self-care. It can be very, very difficult to set up boundaries. And this actually came up too, because I've been to self-care things and the boundary setting thing inevitably inevitably comes up. But here's the thing, since what's really keeping us from setting boundaries is valuing ourselves. You know, all the other little offshoot answers we give, like not enough time, not enough. This all scarcity mindset, right? People don't all often understand that scarcity mindset is not just about money. Money can actually be a symptom of other things. There are other ways we can be poor. Time poor, self-esteem poor, self-acceptance poor, self-love poor, and we try to fix these things often by slapping band-aids on them when the real reason we have a difficult time taking care of ourselves, the the real reason we have a difficult time setting boundaries is because underneath it all, on some level, we are not valuing ourselves or at least not valuing ourselves enough to treat ourselves to the glass of wine at the restaurant that's not the house one, that's the special, that's only $2 more, or to do these nice things for ourselves. There's a there's something inside of us that's preventing us from doing that That has is directly related to acknowledging our own self-value. No question. And Brene Brown also talks about that with her own research when she did research with people setting boundaries. And probably many of you know, she's done a lot of work with um, sh- researching shame and, and things like that. And she found a big sample size, which matters. She found that the best boundary setters We're also very, very compassionate people. And it makes sense because we can only be compassionate to other people when we can be compassionate to ourselves, which means those people that set the boundaries value themselves. They value themselves so much that they're able to value other people. They can say, okay, this, this, and this are okay with me. And no, I'm sorry, but that, that, and that are too much because they've they've an inherent sense of value. And here's the thing, as we mentioned we've mentioned on earlier uh, episodes or shows here is that roughly 96% of what we say and do all day is in the vault coming from the unconscious. So we can talk it up all we want to, but till we actually really do a lot of positive self-affirming and making, you know, kind of bringing up these little thoughts to to grow up into beliefs. None of that's going to change because thoughts are the precursors to changing our belief system. So in order to change that hard drive, of what's going on in the, in the mind, as far as how you view yourself and value yourself, we've got to actively, actively talk back to that stuff to incorporate it into our belief system so that we can then truly believe and acknowledge our value so that we can then naturally, very naturally set boundaries and take care of ourselves. So then in sort of that response to doing all the matinees and doing all the good things for ourselves and also in response to, what about saying no to the next time you know somebody requests you to do something? Sarah responds with, yes, you can. You don't have to do everything and be everything for everyone else all the time. Boy, I wish she was at my talk this morning. It would have been like a great blend. If you, if you think you can't possibly do one more thing without screaming or crying, you're probably right. Start saying, no, I'm sorry. I've got a private commitment. There you go. And I am a, an avid I was going to say practicer, but wouldn't that be practitioner? Anyway, I I practice honesty. I'm just a big fan of residing in the truth. And I have no trouble, no trouble at all saying to someone, and I don't say I'm sorry because my am apologizing apologizing for I didn't do anything wrong. I'll say, you know, I've got a meeting. And it might be a meeting with God on the chairlift. And that counts because when I say that I'm doing it, I'm having a chat with the universe. For me, it's God or the source, something, higher power. Um, I might be out in the yard with the goats. I'll tell somebody I have a meeting because whatever it takes to carve out um, you know, that 20 minutes or half an hour, that's so essential to replenish my own well. That is just how it goes. That's it. And so Sarah basically says the same thing, like in response to that, you know, the, I'm sorry I've got a prior commitment. She says, for, of course you do today. You need to be there for yourself. Remember, we did not lose ourselves all at once, but we can recover our authentic selves, one kind gesture at a time. I love that. Okay, loving yourself into wholeness, this is your number one job. Fill yourself up till your cup overfloweth. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful, very full day. And so Sarah basically says the same thing. Like in response to that, you know, the I'm sorry about a prior commitment, she says, for of course you do. Today you need to be there for yourself. Remember, we did not lose ourselves all at once, but we can recover Our authentic selves, one kind gesture at a time. I love that. Okay, loving yourself into wholeness. This is your number one job. Fill yourself up till your cup overfloweth. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful, very full day.